South Dakotans. Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root. Back from time off to visit friends and family, which I haven't seen for four years or more. Probably ten plus years for my one friend who has often served as my go-to computer guy. You know who you are. Get better, my friend. Take care of yourself. You can help support the show by clicking on the links at dakotarustler.org to donate, purchase cool merchandise, or by purchasing Camp Ridger seasonings, uh, available at campridger.com. Today's main topic is the stupidity of sanctions. I've covered sanctions before, but with the whole kit and caboodle of the Ukraine and Russia thing going on and all the sanctions taking place, I'm going to be covering that again. I'll also be covering topics such as solar power, Amazon, and the Postal Service, and more. Today's picture, for those of you watching the video version, is that of the Wisconsin Dells. I've been by that area countless times on my trips out east, but I have yet to visit. From what I gather, it is a large water-based theme park and water recreation area. Anybody listening who may be from Wisconsin, you can feel free to make a comment on my Facebook page about exactly what the Wisconsin Dells has to offer. With the intros out of the way, let's get started with something I call tidbits. For you new listeners out there, this is where I take topics over the past week or so and make a few quick comments on them. <coughs> Excuse me. Number one. Solar grid expansion is being stalled by land use protest. The Solar Star project in California is among the largest solar energy facilities in the world. It has been created for the ultimate goal, providing 45% of the U.S. electricity demand, which now stands at a mere 3%. However, people are against such projects and are killing them everywhere. Why? Simple. The answer is land use. The California project contains over 1.7 million panels covering 3,000 acres. That's over four square miles, people. Think of an area two miles by two miles. There's solar panels covering that entire thing. 100 miles south of there is a natural gas plant that produces the same amount of energy on only 122 acres or just four-tenths of one percent of the land use that the solar project is taking. So this solar thing seems like a waste of land space to me. Hey, I'm all for solar, but I don't think a solar farm is the way to go about it. To reach Biden's goal, Total land use would require space half the size of Tennessee. Could you take, can you imagine taking a state the size of Tennessee and just covering half of it with solar panels? That's what you'd have to do. The land also must be flat, dry, sunny, and near infrastructure to be useful. 
When Reuters ask about acquisition issues, the White House and the Department of Energy both declined to comment. 3,000 acres for one project. Think about that. Today, with all the projects trying to expand into non-desert areas where people actually live, imagine all the homes that could be built for the less fortunate. My little town, Clear Lake, which is far less than one square mile in size, not four square miles, which is what 3,000 acres is, is home to 1,300 residents and numerous businesses. So imagine all the homes, all the businesses that we could put in that same area. Number two, Amazon workers in Staten Island and New York City have voted to unionize. Remember when Amazon workers in Alabama voted to avoid unionizing? Well, now the shoe's on the other foot. In Alabama, the unions cried foul, which is normal. And in New York City, Amazon is now crying foul. Voter turnout was only 58%. And less than one-third of the workforce voted for unionizing. Well, guess what, Amazon? It also means that less than one-third voted not to unionize. Why can't anyone accept the results of elections anymore? Maybe because our leaders can't? Bush 43 didn't win. Trump didn't win. Biden didn't win. It's pathetic. Nobody can accept voting results anymore. The country needs to grow up. When you win, be humble, don't brag. When you lose, do so gracefully, congratulate the winner, and move on. I did a podcast on this a long time ago. But back to Amazon. If you're ordering something that comes from the Staten Island warehouse, your prices are going up, people, because unions need, yeah, unions mean more money. Shame is, most of New York is actually a nice state with a lot of beautiful places to live, and New York City goes and ruins it. Number three, the U.S. Postal Service is jacking up prices again. The people who actually use it will scream bloody murder like they always do. First class stamp is going from 58 cents all the way to 60 cents. Oh my god, it's a travesty. Think about it though. For a mere 60 cents, you can send a letter, a bill payment, or whatever to anywhere in the U.S., even Alaska and Hawaii. What else can you do for just 60 cents today other than sit on your ass in your recliner and veg out the insane TV shows? Why are they doing it? Because they need more money. Technology has made the USPS all but obsolete. And of course, this adds into it, Biden wants to electrify the vehicle fleet, which means more money. There's more solar farms taking up more... Well, look at it this way. That just means more solar farms taking up more space, driving up the cost of land so the average person can't afford to buy any. Number four, big oil once again needs to testify to the clowns that run Congress that markets, simple supply and demand, sets oil prices and therefore prices at the pump. 
Congress is using the high 139 per barrel as we had a couple of months ago as its standard when they claim the reduction since then has not been reflected at the gas pump. Well, for one, that high price per barrel was extremely short-lived and prices at the pump never actually reflected 139 a barrel because at 139 a barrel, that's over $3 a gallon just for the raw cost of crude. For those who don't know, there's 42 gallons in a barrel of oil. Second, just because barrel prices drop 20%, give or take, that doesn't mean pump prices will drop that much. The price of crude makes up a varying percentage of the cost. Shipping, refining, transportation to gas stations, overhead, and more, including profits along the way, are all included. In addition, with all the lazy people out there not fulfilling much of the job market positions for whatever reason, it makes it hard to ramp up production at a fast pace, though it is ramping up. It has been the entire time under the Biden administration. And as for Biden wanting to penalize big oil for not using their permits, which he suggested a couple weeks ago, does this idiot not understand that most permits result in not a large enough supply to make drilling even profitable, most of those permits go unfulfilled because there's not enough oil under them to actually drill and make it profitable. Does he understand anything? Not if you saw the video of himself looking for someone to talk to when Obama was in town. You know, did you see him? He had his hands out, turning around, saying, who do I talk to? Who do I talk to? Uh, it's funny. You got to look that up. Number five. Are the Democrats in trouble in November? In Pennsylvania, Republicans are registering former Democrats at four times the rate that Dems are registering former GOP voters. This follows a pattern that is also being seen in many other states. Pennsylvania is a key swing state. Beth Jones, in her late 40s and a retired Philadelphia police officer, switched to the GOP after three decades of Democrat affiliation. Inflation and crime are her driving forces for doing so. Parents are also beginning to realize that Democrats want to brainwash their children with their view of what culture should be. And they're not liking it. As a libertarian, I wish people would dump both parties and vote for the only party that actually supports freedom and free choice. But... Hey, I guess socialist light is better than pure socialist. With that, we're going to take a break for our advertisement, and I'll be back in about 50 seconds. If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around 33 bucks, depending on your state's sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at dakotarustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Oh, 
welcome back. Just a reminder that this podcast is available on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Buzzsprout. Tune in, and of course, the video version is available on Telegram, channel named Dakota Rustler Podcast. Regular updates are also available on Facebook and Telegram. Just search Dakota Rustler. Also, my usual shout-out to Danheim, the provider of all my background music. Today's main topic, the stupidity of sanctions. Long-time listeners know that I hate sanctions. They rarely ever affect the aggressor, but always affect the innocent, non-involved individuals, causing great harm to them. And we all know dictators don't give a rat's derriere about who suffers. Every time you turn on the news nowadays, you hear Ukraine President Zelensky asking for more sanctions on Russia. Like, that will actually make a difference. It hasn't so far, and it won't. It will to other people, though, but only in a negative way to the citizens, who, as I just said, Putin doesn't care about. Sanctions only affect innocent people. Let's look at sanctions on Cuba as an example. U.S. farmers want to sell more wheat and other farm products to impoverished Cubans, especially with a global food shortage looming. But sanctions dating all the way back to the Cold War deprive them of the ability to do so. Cuba is already experiencing food shortages. Numerous decades-old embargoes exist and they get in the way. While the U.S. did create a loophole for food sales in 2000, it still denies Cuba credit, insisting on cash up front on products from U.S. growers. Cuba has no large chunks of money to dole out at once. Many of the other countries around the world will sell to Cuba on credit, so those countries get the sales. Prior to Cuba, or excuse me, Prior to Castro's revolution, Cuba was the ninth largest export market for U.S. foreign products. Today, Cuba doesn't even make the top 50. Today, the only thing we seem to ship to them is chicken. Why? Well, it accounts for 95% of a mere 295 million agricultural exports to that country. On the other hand, we import zero, nada, nothing from Cuba agriculturally. Cubans wait in long lines for products such as eggs, bread, yogurt, and ironically, the aforementioned chicken, all of which we produce in great sums and could sell to them. They even have fuel and medicine shortages. Again, we could sell to them. We have plenty. To paraphrase Sarah Palin, We can see Cuba from our backyard, quote-unquote. You know, it's very cheap to ship products to our neighbors, but we don't. Who suffers? U.S. farmers and Cuban citizens, neither who have anything to do with the communist policies of the Cuban government. Why should innocent people suffer? This also fits my Monroe Doctrine mantra. Take care of your neighbors, and life gets much better for everyone involved. If Cubans do well, far fewer of them will seek asylum here, and we also do well. But let's switch back to Russia. 
DP Eurasia, parent company of Domino's Pizza in Turkey and Russia, says it plans on staying in Russia. While it will halt expansion at this time, it's going to stay in business there. Why? Half of its franchises are there, and if they quit, they would go out of business. While pizza certainly is not a necessity, the company does employ over 3,000 Russians. If DP Eurasia suddenly stops doing business in the country, not only does the company suffer, but so do 3,000 plus Russian citizens who want absolutely nothing to do with the war. Putin? You really think he will call off a war because pizza delivery is halted? Use your brains, people. Western countries, including the U.S., want to isolate the Russian economy further by adding even more sanctions, this time on financial institutions, state-owned companies, and more. What will this do? Obviously, it'll put more innocents out of work, lowering their income and ability to make ends meet, of course, and it will increase their misery. Now we want to sanction Putin's daughters. Isn't... Going after family members something that the mafia and mobsters do in TV, movies, and elsewhere. You know, pay up or I'm going to break your daughter's leg. I mean, have we gotten to that point? Can you imagine the outrage if Russians had gone after any of our president's children, targeted them for any reason whatsoever? Come on. Does anyone truly believe any of these sanctions will keep Russian soldiers from alleged killings, execution style, committing them? And call me a cynicist, which I admit I am, but how do we really know the Ukrainians didn't tie some people up after they were dead to make things look worse than they really are? Can we really trust any news sources these days? The EU proposes sanctions on $9.8 billion worth of imports from Russia and $11 billion of exports to Russia. Who do you think this is going to affect? Only the Russian, only the Russian military complex? No. It will affect every person who makes a living on free trade with each other. It won't affect Putin and his military. All this sanctioning BS is creating shortages and other problems, which affects virtually everyone on the planet, including the Cubans I mentioned earlier. It affects those Amazon workers who voted to unionize. It affects the poor who can ill afford high gas prices. It affects those who want to be able to afford solar energy, be it a solar farm or whether it's just panels on top of their roof. Everyone pays the price except Putin. This is what happens when countries aren't self-sufficient. And while jerkwad Biden claims to put Americans in security first, his energy policy is making us weaker, and that, of course, is another story. Well, there's a quick fill-in on sanctions, why I'm against them, because they don't affect the people they're targeted at, they only affect innocent people who want nothing to do with any of the political BS that goes on between countries. So, and that does it for an episode. Till then, catch you next time. You know the mantra, question your authority and always be free.
Thank you for listening to The Dakota Rustler Show, a production of D.L. Root. All rights reserved by D.L. Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at campridger.com for more information. 